Welcome everyone to a new episode from Happy Kid Monday. It's been, I think, one and a half years since I recorded the last episode because my mantra was to only record when I feel it. And I was so busy healing myself, learning about myself and doing my job, growing my team, growing my company that I didn't feel it. But now I really feel it. And the idea was that I meet so many inspiring, powerful and strong women throughout my way wherever I go. And I felt like you guys need to hear what they have to say because their stories are mostly so inspiring. They are life-changing. I changed a lot my life after the stories that I've heard from these people. And today I have my first guest, which is Sarah Livesey. Livesey, I don't know how to say your last name. Can you introduce yourself? Sure, can, can. Um, um, I'm, you know, a mystic, futurologist, psychic, whatever, uh, healer, whatever people want to uh, define me by. Generally, what I'm doing is metaphysics and what I've mastered in is, is metaphysics and I pretty much read energy fields as well as sort of uh, astrological fields. I cross-reference that and I try to look at the information of what's coming in the future so people can make clear and cut decisions of what they want to go and what they want to do. And I can do that with businesses, places, spaces, really doesn't matter, it's not limited in any shape, way or form. So I guess for some of the people who are listening to this, it's a new field because they didn't, you know, get into it. So um, can you maybe give a short overview how metaphysics and all of that is connected for somebody who's maybe more, you know, coming from the science perspective and then for the other person coming from the spiritual perspective on that? Sure. So when you're looking at it from a metaphysical principle, it's like the, the, the universal laws is what that means, that we're all governed by universal laws. And the first law is the cause and effect. So whatever you do, yeah, there's the cause and you will always have an effect. It's like every day is night and day. Yeah? So when you're looking at something, you're always looking at something in the light or in the dark, or in the shadow, yeah? So when we look at something in the conscious and unconscious, that's exactly what the duality and the deeper understanding of the cause and the effect, and they're all universal rules. And we're all very more familiar with the uh, secret, you know? The, the law of abundance, yeah? And how we think and how we co-create our sense of abundance. And we, we're getting a deeper understanding that energy follows thought. And when we understand that our thoughts have power, then it's a lot easier to understand to what we, where we want to go in life to how we can start to manifest that. And really, that's a lot to do with metaphysics. You're looking at things that are more energy-driven. It's things which are beyond science, in a way, um, th which is the best way to put it. And then it, it's been around forever and a day, but it, it's now, I feel, getting gaining ground a lot more on a common basis with a lot of other people. I think this is what people are looking for. When you're looking at it spirituality in, in, in a way, I just feel that it, in spirituality is to be inspired. Yeah, so it means to inspire yourself or others. Um, a lot of people get it mixed up with religion. Yeah, and if religions inspired you, then that's brilliant. You know, because that's gaining faith at some level or another. Because spirituality has a lot more to do with um, faith. Um, has a lot more to do with that that sense of where I, f you know, you will hear people say, is that spiritual? But then when you say, is that metaphysical? Yeah, it's very interesting to me because metaphysics will be more logic and fact to what's going on, even though it, it is working with energy. Spiritual is usually not got no fact evolved in it. 
yeah and 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 it's because it can be very mystical in its own sense like that and it can be story like yeah spirituality to me can be very sport uh, story like because you're when you're looking at all the great uh, stories Jesus you know Muhammad go go Buddha yeah they're all based yeah and they've all got phenomenal stories not it doesn't mean that they're all factually true yeah but what they do is they inspire people to gain faith yeah, and if they have to find their faith through those sorts of scriptures, then that's brilliant. If they don't, they'll usually find it within themselves, which is more metaphysical. So when we think about these stories, right, and people gain their faith from it, mm -hmm. um, and you said that metaphysics is thought and energy. Mm -hmm. So that means in whatever people believe in, you know, one call it religion, the other one calls it whatever, mm -hmm. um, this is generating their thoughts and because they're faithful this is changing their future or how can we understand it yeah it, 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 uh, good good question faith yeah so it, it's like you want to you'll rather make your choices from fear of faith yeah and and what what people find when they're, they're they are in a, in a spiritual way of thought yeah they will make their decisions a lot more based on their own sense of faith, which, yeah, uh, and, and by doing that, that's great because that serves them in a sense of a, a, an inner spirit. It's the spirit that wants to be awakened. That's a spirituality. Well, the reason why we look at these great scriptures is because our usually our spirit, yeah, is it's needing some activity. It's needing. A, it wants to go to the gym, yeah. It wants to go find something. So you start reading something. Some awakens within you, yeah. That's that spirit. That's why you've got you know the Bible. Yeah, the famous book of all that has all of these incredible scriptures in, but really not a lot of people can relate to unless they're in that frame of mind. Yeah, that, and, and when you're understanding your own frame of mind metaphysics, you're understanding your own sort of deeper connection to the universe. Yeah, it kind of goes beyond that faith. All these religions are part of metaphysics. Yeah, it's just that they're the cup that's in it. When you, you don't, once you've got there, yeah, you can, you don't, you're really looking at the scriptures anymore, you're looking at yourself and how that fits into the universe and how the universe works with you. So it's way past that, that guy floating around wherever he wants to float around. It is, I'm looking at everything in our universe that has an effect on me, which is true. Like all of the planets, like the sun on a, a daily basis, like the moon on a daily basis, and all of these aspects are part of us in our molecules. So they all affect us. So the more awareness that we have of it, the more effect that that will have. Mm -hmm. As in spirituality doesn't always encompass that. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that you're gifted in understanding this because mm -hmm. I feel like, like from my experience, maybe not every person on this planet comes to this conclusion of understanding what we just said. So when was the moment for you that you fell into this? Like, was this your, your career goal or what happened to you that you discovered your, your gift or what happened to you that you found this path? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, to be very honest, definitely the path found me. That was not, this isn't something that um, was never at all on, on the cards for me. Um, so I always had uh, an ability to be able to see spirit world. So that I always knew. Um, and, and my mum always knew, because I'd say, see, there's two, this, 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 and this, so I grew up with this, blah, blah, blah. 
And, and I didn't think much of it, to be honest, because when you're in a, a family environment that accepts that and doesn't question it, well, it's, it's the norm, yeah? So I was the norm. Um, until you grow up and you realize, hmm, I don't know about that. And I went traveling and then I came back and I'm running my own building business, doing quite well, feeling I'm doing quite well. And then I have a breakdown. And I could feel the breakdown coming uh, due to being a single parent, a lot of pressure and, and trying to get everything done. But it was really more about an inner voice that was talking to me that I, I chose not to listen to. I, I consciously chose not to listen to it because it was telling me things and it was so accurate, it was unreal. And what happened is I, 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 I was with the wrong type of people at the time and they were telling me things about, you don't want to be doing this. And that's exactly what I said to these people. They were drug dealers to be quite precise. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah to them. And they're like, how do you know when you're working with the police? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I just knew. But it's like, well, you just couldn't just know. Yeah, and it was at that stage, it came more aware to me that how did I know these things? Because I don't know, but it got me into trouble. And in that, um, it, the, 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 the breakdown came um, pretty much within 24 hours. I could feel it coming then. It was 24 hours. I got institutionalized. Um, this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was completely, you know, compass matus in my eyes, but my parents not so. So then I get picked up literally by an ambulance and I get moved around. Um, and I get put in, the very interesting thing, I got put into an um, accident and emergency, which was really fascinating to me. So I'm in there, and then there's been a really bad car accident. These people get, you know, sort of wheeled in because obviously they're dying. And then there's this guy behind them. And I can see this guy, he's, all wet. he's pulled them out of the car, and the car had gone into water. Um, and, I, and I'm like, I stood up in accident and emergency, and I'm like, but I could see the three guys next to him, and they were already dead. And I walk up and I'm like, oh my God, what happened to this guy? Yeah, because I'm like, do you realize that they stood next to you? And like everybody's looking, looking at me. I said, the guys that have just been wheeled in here, you've pulled them out, huh? Like this. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I've just seen them. And everybody's like, oh my God. That's why I'm starting causing a fuss in the middle of, uh, of this. And they put me in a room. And then, then I'm in this room. So I'm waiting for somebody to come along. And I pick up the Bible. And my name's in the Bible, which I had no idea. My father's with me the whole time. And, um, and I start to get this essence of something which I can't really identify. Um, and then from there, I get sent, uh, I get picked up and I, I, I get put into an institution. But I get put into a room to get questioned first. And as I'm in this room and my dad's with me, they just say, wait here um, and somebody will be with you. And then this guy walks in, the most gorgeous guy I've ever seen in my entire existence. Yeah, and he walks in with the nurse. The nurse stands in the corner, white, dressed in white, black woman. Yeah, they're, they're all been talking to me in South African accents. That's just a part of the process, I guess. And, and this guy walks in, he says, my name's Dr. Michael, and you'll never see me again, and shakes my hand. And in this, this file he has in his hand, which apparently is full of information on me, who's never really been in a lot of trouble, puts his file down. And then I look at my dad, and my dad goes, well, it's a little unusual to say that. He says, that's, you'll never see me again. Looks straight at me, starts talking to me. Yeah, and when I mean he was the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. So the whole room sorts of fills with light and I'm now not in a breakdown. I'm, I'm in this conversation with this guy. Um, my dad cries, it, I, it goes on for two hours. And the, my, my father cries from start to finish. And this guy knows everything about me. Like things that nobody ever would ever, ever have known, yeah? 
and he opens it up and he starts going through this and when this happened to you and when this happened to you and can you remember this this, this. and I'm like and, they, and and I'm just never at one stage did it cross my mind to say how do you know that all about me didn't ask that question bearing in mind what state of mind I'm in yeah I just didn't ask that question yeah and then after that I I, I don't cry at all through this I feel like euphoric yeah so I'm like thinking oh okay he stands up again shakes my hand says my name's Dr Michael Dr Michael and you won't see me again off he goes nurse goes out I go to my dad what was that about he says I don't know he says I really don't know give him five minutes somebody else walks through the door and I'm like hey up so I said well who was that Dr Michael that's just gone nobody knows Dr Michael nobody not on my records. No, no, yeah. Oh, nobody. Thank God my father was there. I'm already in an institution, for God's sake, yeah? I'm like, what do you mean? There's a guy just walked in here, asked me loads of questions. They went, no, he's not. No, nobody's done that. We're taking you to the room. You've just been sat there waiting for the nurse to come so she can take you to your dorm. Really? Right, so, okay. off I go. Off to the dorm. Whole new story happens after that, yeah? Father goes on, says to my mother... Strangest things happen. Cheetos wrench. That is definitely. I mean, mum's always been into this sort of stuff. That's a guardian angel. Don't worry about it. That's that's helping her out. It's going to help her out, you know. Um, and I didn't think much of that at the time because, of course, this is all very new to me at some level as well. And um, so I'm in this institution. I get out of the institution. That's that's a story in itself. But I, what I start to understand when I'm there, yeah, is that I'm not mad at all. Yeah, I'm far from mad. I, I, I can, like I'm saying, like, you know, I'm seeing auras, and in this aura I can see, you know, these doctors, psychologists interview, blah, 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 and this, and they, they, they're not literally saying I'm mad, but they're not really saying anything, they're just kind of listening, yeah? And, and what they're trying to do is diagnose me, which then I got diagnosed with uh, paranoid schizophrenia, yeah, and, and that was whatever they wanted to do, that's fine. Um, and I knew it wasn't ever that. You know, um, I ended up, like, this guy came up to me again, Michael, took me to church, yeah, all sorts of these strange things happened to me at church. And it's really to be in a sacred space. And what was happening, it was breaking through my veil, yeah, because we all have these strong perceptions of who and what and what we should be and how we should be and all that, yeah. Well, when that's taken away from you, yeah, you've got a whole new aspect of yourself you never knew even existed. And that aspect came to, to, to fruition, yeah, and I'm like, I, 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 did no, I, I had no idea what I was going to do, yeah, but I knew I couldn't go back to work, and I'm running my own building business, so I have to go back, I've got to figure, and I'm a single parent, yeah, I've got to figure out everything, because I go back, I said, I can't do this, because it, it, it's ridiculous, I go in and work, making money, to do what? I kept saying to people, to, to do what? What are we doing all this for? I'm telling you, it's not right, <laughs> like this, this ain't no, I'm like, we're being programmed. I'm like, I was hiding the control. Some of my parents were, you know, the food. I said, we're being poisoned. We're being controlled. It was a, a 1984 moment, let me tell you. Yeah, and I said, and it's all going to come out in the future, which it did, which it did. And, but at the time in 97, everybody thought I was a little bit nuts. Um, I then from there go to study. Yeah, uh, within getting out of there within two weeks, I'm in a, uh, uh, I'm in the uh, what it's called the Arthur Finley College. It's a psychic. Sorry, I need to interrupt you for a second and See. ask you. So, you were in this institution and they thought you're schizophrenic. How did you manage to get out after two weeks? Well, this is very, very good question. Is and it's a little long story, but what happens is they, they, you, you get analysed. So you go in a room with around about twenty experts when they're all doctor something, okay. And, and then nobody else is around and you sit there and they ask you all of these questions, yeah? 
and you've got to answer all of these questions to make sure you're, you're safe to yourself and to society, okay? Um, and I walk in there and I'm like thinking, well, I don't really believe in anything these guys are doing, right? you know? They don't believe what I'm doing, why would I believe what you're doing yet? In my head, in my head. And this guide says to me, like as clear as daylight, what really is what put me in the institution in the first place. The voice says to me, let's call it the voice, says to me, say exactly what I tell you to say and nothing more. And I say back to the voice in my head, well, that's what got me here in the first place, and it didn't work out so well, eh? And he says, wait, say, do exactly what I asked you to do and you'll see. So I do, and I run a risk by that, by the way. So that's exactly what I did. And then when I walked out of there and they said, blah, 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 you're all right, sign this, do this, that everything was compass mentis, yeah? I, and I, I wanted to walk out of there saying, if you knew that I've just listened to the voice in my head that you, all 20 of you, have just checked, checked me off and walked out, yeah, you'd be all out of a job, mate, right? Because I'm thinking, right. you don't un They were not coming from another experience. They're coming from the world they've been taught in and the only world they live in, yeah, at that time. And that was that. There was no negotiation. Half of those people were mystics in that place. None of them, not all of them were mad, yeah? So that I knew that. I walked out of there very confident, thinking, well, if that voice can get me out of an institution like that, it can get me a lot further in life, yeah? Within two weeks, I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm at this college, this Arthur Finley College. Shitting myself, because I know I've got something inside me that I really don't want to see, but I know I've got to do it, right? So off I go, chop, chop, chop. Um, I'm with my sister, and they put you in um, groups, and they put me in, like, a, the advanced group, and I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I said, I'm a novice. I said, I have no idea what I'm doing here. And because you're picked through your energy, yeah? So I said, all right. So I'm sitting with now a bunch of high-top mediums, like, which are doing all platform work and all this sort of stuff. And I'm, I'm still laughing to myself, thinking this isn't really real, is it? It was. Um, and then they, I realised that in, them, in that group, in that, everybody was saying that was right there. They got me to scan, all, all the teachers came out. They got me to scan them, pick up on this, got this, that. And then they were saying, that's, a, that's, that's amazing. And then they said, draw this, draw this aura, drew this aura. That's right, that's amazing. Do this, do this, do this. And that's just what I was doing. Lo and behold, to myself, I'm learning through this period, you know, this process. So it never mattered to me whether I got it right or wrong, because I didn't know I was getting it right or wrong anyway. So I had no ego involved in it in some level. So I was just thinking, is that right? Did I get that right? Oh my God, how did I do that? Like, it's like this, yeah? Absolute, complete novice. And I got out of there and I'm like, there's a lot more to life than this. Now I'm going to go and study metaphysics. And that's really what I did. Um, and I spent the rest of my, a good 10 years really studying. I studied with Caroline Mason and out of Chicago for four years, who really understood me with the archetypes, really got me into the mysticism. So at the end of the day, there was no way I'm going back into an institution. I wanted to understand. And what was lacking was that my understanding of mysticism and the great mystics that have lived through, through all of the society. And once I started to really understand that and their journeys, and we're going back to, you know, St. Teresa, who was a, a 15th century nun in Spain. Yeah. But I I got it you know I got what she and why she had to hide what she did and the way she did but I got, I got the scriptures in a very different way what got me a really bigger understanding of this isn't um, you know what's being perceived in society and why they've hid it from society because there's so much more power there and each person's individual power yeah and they would rather not engage in that and just program you to do you know 
A to B and don't cause any trouble in life, right? But really, if everybody awakened to their own ability and understood it, this world would be a very different world. And we would then give the power to our intuition. They would give the power yeah, to maybe the psychic and the aura and all of these things, which are all out there are used by the richest, but not really used by the common man yet because it's still, you know, classed as this, that and the other. And that's not true. It's not true. It's just really, I feel, it's uh, esoteric knowledge that has been hidden over time. Yeah, I agree. There's two questions I have on this. The first one first, what happened to this voice in your head and do you think this was your intuition? Uh, good question. Very good question, because there's two different types of voices, okay? Well, there's a lot. That's why you would be, you know, schizo, because you're hearing voices, eh? So, um, and when you get good at what you do, you can really define the voices massively. You mean full-on personalities, you know? Um, but at the time, it was a male, strong voice. It wasn't my voice. And, and, and the male voice was so strong and deep, I couldn't even define it to be my own. And when a thought has you... So I'm not thinking anything. And when that thought has me, I'm thinking, where does it come from? Because I didn't have it. That's the guidance. Yeah. So you can get guidance very strongly, intuitively from your own mind that comes through. Or you can be very much guided by a guide. Do you think this was your guide? And do you think that Dr. Michael was Archangel Michael? Um, well, he was definitely called Michael, um, he and, and I definitely didn't see him again, and he was absolutely gorgeous. To be very honest, I followed him out into the car park, and the guy disappeared. Why would he walk into the car park? I mean, uh, honestly, it was ridiculous at the time. And, I, and, and the, the best witness I had was my father. Um, do I feel that, that, that there was a, a presence in that? Without a shadow of a doubt, because that changed my life, yeah, I, I didn't understand it then. I understand it, you know, years later. But it massively changed my life. And, and I think through that experience that gave me the confidence to go in the direction I have. I don't know if I would never have done that before. I've never come off doing what I've done since then. I've only done reading since then. I've only done workshops, retreats. I've only helped people in, um, I would like to call it like a spiritual crisis. Yeah, they, 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 they find themselves in spiritual crisis. In other words, that the, the, the Christ in them, yeah, has caused that crisis, yeah? In other words, the spiritual side of themselves now is gaining ground and it's breaking through. And that puts them into uh, some sort of crisis because they're so used to being in a very logical world, yeah? And, and, and we live in two worlds, all of us. Night and day, what happens when we sleep, man, you know? So it, it's the introduction of that and that's what I say and when that opens in somebody the world changes and that's what fears them but the world changes for such a profound way that they would never be able to go back to the old world that's that's really what 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 a spiritual awakening is but it always seems to come through some sort of spiritual crisis or the way I've perceived uh, perceived it with a lot of people that have come to me over a period of time who have gone through these crises that I have and then that when they realize their sense of purpose yeah and they're listening to their inner self yeah well they're quids in they've never been so happy because their confidence that they've got within themselves they're not looking for it outside of themselves anymore great that you shared this I agree so much to what you're saying because I also had to hit like rock bottom in a sense to wake up and you know go my path and figure out who I am and yeah. found the company and everything and I think for a lot of people listening to this whether they had a touch point with this topic already yeah. or not you know life is always coming in waves right and 
I think some people who will listen to this are going to be in a phase where they don't know where yeah. they want to go, where they didn't have that yet, where they just see that everything is very draining. And I think it gives a lot of hope what you just explained. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to think so. And I'm glad you said that because I, if you haven't got hope, you, we're all a bit screwed, I'll tell you. So hope is profoundly powerful. Yeah. And when you give just one, I, I've seen it in an energy field I'm all day, every day. You give that, 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 that one seed of hope to somebody. Yeah. That they can hold on to. Yeah. That's all they need. Yeah. And, and, and that's, maybe our society hasn't quite, you know, got that. that. That's what you'll find in religions. That's what you find in churches. Yeah. Um, but, it's, it's, it's still in a church. The church doesn't say, it's in you, you know. You don't need the church. But it, it's a part of a process, yeah. And, and then once you have that process, go through that process, and you then will always, always, always know where hope is, yeah. And what you always, always do as an individual person, as a human walking around on this planet, yeah, is you will then help another person and give them hope. Once you, that person has seeded hope, they have, they will always help another person. That's an absolute fundamental fact I've seen. And, and it's, it's when people have never gone through that crisis or are, are needed to really understand that, that level of, of, of hope, yeah, that you will see that they, they find it hard to be able to, def to, to relate or to define it to another person. It's definitely a, a soul's experience is hope, yeah, and, and it's integrated into the body. And once it's there, it's there, and it should never leave. Yeah, you should never leave you. Oh, that's so powerful what you're saying. Um, I think what you said is also very linked to motivation. So I'm curious, what is your biggest motivation? Um, my, it was, again, another great question, by the way. Um, and I always see the question, is, uh, is the, the quality of the answer is always in the question, by the way. So what would I, and how, I don't know. It's like, I'm inspired by people. I, uh, well, what inspires me is to see somebody um, change, yeah, and that is it, really. Um, I'm in the game changing. I, 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 that's me. I'm a game changer, right? And wherever that may be, and change doesn't fear me. It just excites me, and 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 I love it. I, nothing stays the same. Energy doesn't stay the same. Your body, your time, nothing stays the same. So change should be really understood in a very deep way. And when you see somebody go through that, and then it's like they light and lay their light up to me. I can see their energy light up. I can see the the deeper understanding. Then suddenly they go at it. Yeah, and they go at it, and I love that. And they've suddenly found what they're good at, how they can do it, and how they can help others. And I'm, 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 that's my awe. Yeah, and it's not me that did it. Yeah, it's me. It's it, because they'll go, oh, thanks. No, no, no. You put the work in, mate. You showed up, and that's the that's the difference. If you put the work in and you show up, yeah, this will work, and that's what it needs. It needs that element of dedication from you. Yeah, to do this and you do this there's no way that this could fail and when that's the hope that you're giving that person with their new idea their business their divorce whatever it may be that they're going through to aware and their spirit then will get hold of that information and then run with it and that's what animates through an energy field and that's a beautiful thing to see wow i imagine it's actually the greatest thing to see and it shows that you're doing your job yeah spot on spot because you want to serve yeah and not because you want to you know 
get money or whatever because I'm sure that at least one person listening to this is you know not understanding the whole thing because there's a lot of um, prejudices I would say about futurologist or yeah, psychic yeah, yeah. or even these words I think it's very tricky mm -hmm. words so <laughs> I think you know in your case that you have these metaphysics studies and sharing your story I mean if anybody's still listening until here <laughs> who thought in the beginning that this is uh, bollocks I think then we we did something great, great. today um, so how did you end up exactly in Mallorca oh man that's a tricky question I don't I can only answer half of that question because the other half's still hidden but um, it was uh, by choice it was by choice um, I needed to get out of London uh, due to the work that I was doing and who I was working with and, and a lot of that came on top so when you're working with like um, whether that's the police or whether you're working with investigators or whether you're working for somebody to find bad people blah 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 yeah and, and trust me all of these authorities have people like me yeah that's the power that's hidden that people don't understand it's easy to turn around and you're absolutely that's why I laughed you know, because people don't believe in the psyche or the future and this and that, which is hilarious yeah, in itself. Yeah, because people don't, because they don't understand it. People fear what they don't understand. Yeah, or they've had a bad experience at some level or another. Yeah, it, ta it just takes one moment for somebody to turn that around and, and have a look at something which is what, what fears you is false emotions appearing real. So suddenly that those emotions appear. Yeah, now what happened to me in... Uh, London, yeah, is I can't live with all of this fear of what I'm doing and what people have around me, yeah, and which was embracing me just as much. Um, I, I, I've got to change the game, yeah. I want a better life. Um, I've got to find a better life for me. And I had to like shut everything down when I left London. I had a, I had a healing center, and uh, I had a good again started again. It was a start again moment, yeah. And when I came to Mallorca, the last thing I did was readings. I was I was married at the time. I'm not married now. And I bought a sale business. And he, my, my partner was into all that kind of stuff. And, and that didn't work out. Yeah. And it was that when that failed, yeah, because that was a financial security. When that failed, I knew I had to go back to work. And I've not stopped working in Mallorca since. Yeah. Because what happened, my website went offline. You know, you have to change. If every, anybody's looking for you, they're very easy to find. They're easy to find if you're on the Internet. So everything has to go offline for a period of time until that passes. And then everything can come back online and then you can carry on with your work. I was in that stage. That's really what brought me to Mallorca. Um, I wanted a better education, really, for my daughter. And an education doesn't mean I, uh, a school. It means the experience of life and what you can get. You live a very different life, as you know, in Mallorca. Um, and the, and the, when you're living in sunshine, it, it can always make your life a little bit brighter, you know? Totally agree. <laughs> Been there, done that. Why am I sitting in the rain? <laughs> Sorry, I also have some work to do after this episode. Um, the last question I have for you today is, how do you protect your energy? Mm. That's a tricky question, and a good one at that. Um, and a lot of people have asked me that, um, so that's that's good, huh? It's this is this is the best way to put it. There's so many. I hear it with a lot of people in the trade, you know. I hear so many negative things with some people, and so many sometimes so many positive. And this is the best way I'm going to go at it. And I and, and if people are into this, what they're going to hear me say will, will might even trigger them. Okay, so. It's an energy field. 
Yeah, so look at yourself as a body. How do you protect your body? Well, I put sun cream on and I, I, I do this, I shower, I do all of these things. What's the difference to an energy field? Nothing. Yeah, so if my awareness yeah, is in my energy field first, because all illnesses hit the energy field first. That's what makes them great medical intuitive, like Caroline, who trained me. So I knew then, if you could define an illness, hey, up in the energy field as it's coming in, then when we're more informed before it hits and inflames the body and causes an illness. Yeah, so it's really, you're putting your energy and your protection in your energy field. And that can be done by thought, that can be done by even wearing really good crystals. Trust me, crystals are profound for using those sorts of things. Yeah, it's, and, and always know that no matter what, no matter what, yeah, I'm gonna protect me in this field. So think, I, I'm like a Jedi in my energy field, yeah? What I'm going, what I'm doing and where I'm going. And I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, you know, sage. I sage a lot or you know, um, incense works really well, all of those things. But really what matters is the thought behind it. Yeah, and the, and the empowerment of that thought to know to be like a warrior in your energy field if you're doing this work. And what happens, I've seen loads of people get wiped out over the years or burnt out doing what I'm doing. Loads of people will say to me, how do you do it? How can you do this, this, this? Loads and loads and loads of people, right? Because they've been doing it so long they can't do it anymore or this, that and the other, whatever it may be. But it's interesting, yeah, because it's come through that, yeah? It's come from sometimes you give way too much of yourself to a client, yeah, and you leave yourself with nothing. That could be a, 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 a downfall. But what happens really when you're reading is a natural exchange of energy. So that's a balance, night and day, every day. So when you're working, you should never get burnt out and you should always be protected because you're working, yeah, like literally as you give, you take, you take, you give, yeah. That in, it, in its own right will actually protect your energy field because you're not on the take, yeah. You're actually, what you're doing is you're trading, yeah, and your fields will do that naturally all day and keep its sense of balance, which is a beautiful thing. And the other thing that I see that a lot of people get caught up in, yeah, is they will say, well, you've got X amounts of millions of lives connected to you, or you've got, you, you, you've got loads of bad spirits connected to you, or you've got what you call an entity in your energy. You've got this black energy here. You've got this, you've got that. And I don't know anybody in the right mind's got that or, or got the right to say that to somebody. And the fact that they have, they're imposing it upon them. And they're set, the person that, that, that's receiving that energy or receiving that information, yeah, you've just implanted that upon them. Yeah, that's not protection. And what happens is after a while, these people keep doing this, yeah, something happens to them. I've had so many, so many over time. And I'm like, you watch, yeah, this will work out. This won't work out. So I don't know why they're telling you, you know, because people come to me, tell me they've got this, this, that. I said, I'm not seeing that. What I'm seeing is a very scared human being with the wrong perception that you need to change it and you need to change it now. Because if you're in protection and you've got that sense of awareness, nobody but nobody can get into that energy field but you, yeah? And that is the misunderstanding in the spiritual world, I'll tell you now, because everybody feels you can get and pick up all of these things. If you've been straight with your integrity intact and, and working with the source from the beginning, you're gonna be good to go, yeah? It's only when you get involved, law of attraction, yeah? And you start pulling these things in and these realms and start messing around. That's why black magic is black magic. You start messing around with it, you're in it. It's in your field. You'll attract it towards you. 
Yeah. So whatever you work with and how you work with it, and you put that in your energy field on a daily basis. Yeah. You want that those experiences will come to you, and you'll have those experiences. That's what I can see. But nobody should ever impose anything like that on a person in an energy field. It's not a positive thing to do. Wow, this is so strong. What you just said. I even forgot about that black dark magic like happens but then i think it's so mm -hmm. interesting and i think you had a very good point also when you were telling about the work with the police and the institutions and so on and that nobody really knows about it mm -hmm. and nobody knows about it for a reason but then it's still mm -hmm. happening and i think there's a lot in the shadows mm -hmm. so um yeah with which kind of thoughts or problems or which kind of situation in my life can I come to you and where do I find you if I want to book a session with you? Yes, uh, so it's my, my name, sarahlivesey.com. Um, I have a, 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 an Instagram under my, my same name, um, you know, your, your natural LinkedIn. I don't really do Facebook because that's really, you know, the, the, the FBI of the world. So I try to stay off that, uh, mostly WhatsApp, you know, I don't know, um, you know, you, you, usually I work through, people just contact me WhatsApp or email. My email's the name, sarahlivesy13 at gmail.com. Um, and people just, I've never advertised, that's the power of God in my life. Um, I've never needed to advertise, it's the law of, I have to allow people to come to me to find me, yeah? Um, because how am I going to find somebody that I need to help? They have to find me. Right? I've got no idea even how I would advertise what I'm doing, you know? Um, you've got to find me, and if you find me, you find me, work with in, we'll go to go, yeah? But I, I, I don't know how otherwise I would do it. And a lot of people ask me that. They say, you know, um, um, you know how do people find you? They just find me, uh, usually by recommendation. Um, or, or I've been doing it a long time, I'm 25 years in, so you can imagine, all, you know, I've done a lot, <laughs> a lot of readings over the time. And, and, and that's gone on for a long time and people know this and they say, oh, go to her or go speak to this. So it's really by word of mouth would have been the first. I started off in cassettes doing readings. Yeah, uh, uh, and, and it's the word of mouth. From the word of mouth goes, next person says this and that's how it grows and they find you eventually, I guess. And very rare that pe people do come to me completely out of the blue when they find me on the internet um, or through Google. And, and that's always very interesting to me because there's always something profound in it. Um, very profound and you will find that I will find that synchronized uh, situation because I'm always learning on every reading every reading I have learned something in my whole so every day is different so I, and how I work so it's never going to stop it's just only going to get better for me uh, so it's interesting to me how, um, how that person finds me and the interactions that we have and the profoundness that comes out of it yeah and, and the interaction it's, all, it's a two way street all day every day and as long as I'm doing the best I can then I'll, uh, that's, that's what I will do you know so let's hope some people find me through the podcast Wow, thank you so much. As a closing word, I want to say that I also found your recommendation. So what you said is, must be true because I also recommended you because I was very satisfied uh, with you. Otherwise, I would not have this podcast episode with you. So I encourage everyone to go to Sarah thank you. because she's really, really good in what she's doing. Thank you so much, thank Sarah. You. This was super interesting. I will stop the recording now and we can still stay on the phone if you like. <laughs>